Hello, I'm Bill Winston, and welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. We have another exciting teaching for you today. We're teaching on a subject called Understanding Our Divinity. Now, when we're talking about divinity, we're talking about something divine, and you know you have, um, in colleges sometimes, you have a school of divinity. It means godlike. It means the study of the things of God. And we're talking about we're going to study the nature of God that's inside of us. Because think about it now. Once you're born again, you're born again not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the Word of God. So we're born by the Word of God, and every seed produces after its own kind. So the same thing that God has in Him, we have in us. So that nature is inside of us. So God wants us to act like Him. In other words, if you have a child and they have a father, the father tries to do certain things and, and, and the son or daughter tries to imitate the parent, if it's a good parent, you know what I mean. But the same thing is in the spirit. For us to have the nature of God is to imitate our father. And Jesus said, hey, if you, when you see me, you see the father. Now, you remember when Peter was in the boat with the disciples and they were going across the other side of the sea, but the winds were contrary. They were just terrible. And what happened was Jesus came to him walking on the sea. And Peter saw him and Peter said, if that be you, bid me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, well, come. Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water to go to Jesus. <laughs> now, that's something. Now, notice what is happening. He's taking dominion over the laws of gravity. He's taking dominion over limited thinking. Because it takes another kind of thinking to even think that way, to want to walk on water. That's not a normal thought, folks. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Now, we have to understand this divinity. We have to understand this new nature that is inside of us so that we can take advantage of it and really impact the world today. Now, you get your Bibles and pencils and papers ready. We're going to understand this divinity. Let's go right into it. It's called Understanding Our Divinity. Through the senses, there's distortion. Got it? And the enemy knows that, and he can use things that can distort pictures and make you think something that's hot is really cold, make something think it's right is really wrong, make something you think is black is really white, and so forth. He can distort that. But if it comes directly from God into your spirit, he cannot distort it. And then the Holy Spirit illuminated to your mind. Now the devil hadn't touched it. God doesn't even allow me to teach you. He hasn't put an anointing on me by the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Ghost teach you through me. And while I'm talking, the Holy Ghost is whispering in your heart. And while he's whispering in your heart, he doesn't even interrupt me. See, he brings something back to your remembrance. You say, oh, that's why that, that's why, and so forth. That's the Holy Ghost. Because you're a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. But you are spirit. Any man that is in Christ is a new creature. He's talking about that inside. Told you we had those songs that we used to sing. I looked at my hands, my hand looked new. And I looked at my feet, and my feet did too. You, you remember that? Now, it gave you the impression that when you get born again, your hands, you know, got new, and your feet got new, and if you bald headed, you had a lot of hair, and you're so forth. I, I'm right about it. But that don't happen normally. You know what I mean? If you had false teeth before you got saved, false teeth after you got saved. 
I'm just saying, listen, listen. I'm not talking about nobody. Ain't no haters in here, is it? All right. The only thing I'm telling you is that that didn't happen. Now, there is a provision in the covenant to fix that. But many times we haven't gotten to it because right faith comes by what? Hearing. But faith is established by righteousness. That many people are trying to work up enough faith to get this, their inheritance, but they can't work it up because there's no sense of righteousness. Sin consciousness destroys the faith. So we are trying to work on it, still broke, still sick, still this, so forth. And I'm not talking about anybody. I'm just exposing the devil because his job is to keep you sin conscious. His job is to make you think you ain't got it yet. The Bible says, we read it last time in Colossians, we are complete in him. We are complete now. We are righteous now. We are not righteous because of how we feel. We are righteous because of what happened to us with the birth of Jesus Christ and, and his, the Spirit of God coming alive inside of us. Once that happened, a new nature came in, and I am the righteousness of God. Now, suppose I go out here and don't act right. I'm still righteous because action is holiness. And what has happened is people have tried to act right, be holy, without righteousness. They didn't have righteousness. They had the law. And they took the law and thought that made them righteous, but it didn't. It just brought them into a greater bondage, meaning that it, it made them give a, have a false sense that they are right, but eventually they couldn't keep it because the, the law ain't made for you to be able to keep it. It's made to expose the fact that you can't keep it and that you need to point to one who did keep it, and that's Jesus, and take his righteousness for yourself. Glory to God. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Man. Y'all stay with me now. Stay with me. Now, I'm not giving nobody a license to sin because you don't need no license. You go out there and sin anyway. But my point to you is, is really, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, if you awake to righteousness, you won't sin. Because righteousness is a force that prevents sin. It's coming out of your heart, folk. It's a force. Faith is a force. Love is a force. Charles and Francis Hunter used to be uh, uh, having big crusades and so forth and so on, and they had a line of people that needed to be healed, and they'd start. Now, these were older couple, even when we were back, my wife and I were back to this was 10, 15 years ago, and, and they were walking, and they were probably 70 years old then, but their power of God was just radiating out of them. And they'd walk by somebody, and if you're standing there and they walk by you, you'd almost fall down because of the force of faith coming out of them, the power coming out of them. But they had a relationship with God. I mean, they didn't, they, 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 you, you couldn't get them under condemnation. Uh, Francis Hunter said, you know what? She said, somebody had the nerve to come up to me. If you believe in such healing, why do you wear glasses? She said, you know why I wear them? Because I can't see. <laughs> see, you couldn't bring her under condemnation because condemnation will destroy the very faith that you need as a shield to stop the devil. 
of us is working on something. If you ain't working on nothing, if you're not working on anything, raise your hand. I'm going to cast that devil out. You raise your hand. Every one of us will work. Say amen to that. In his eyes, we're complete, but we are now working on the manifestation of his completeness. Man, I'm preaching better than you saying amen. <laughs> now, where do I have you turning now? Matthew chapter 14. Holiness is conduct, but holiness was never meant to be there without the righteousness. I mean, that's the perfect way for it to be there, righteousness. You know, I'm, I mean, if I'm, I'm, people, God doesn't want to keep whooping you in line. You know what I mean? You're on this step and he whoop you and you go to the next. Oh, <laughs> whoop you and you go. That ain't God's way. God's way is to get to the top step and draw you. All right. Okay. Whoo, Lord Jesus. Okay, where are we? Matthew 14. All right, this is when, um, <laughs> this is good, man. See, now, now hear, hear, hear what I'm saying. Our divinity. We're starting from the inside and moving to the outside. That grace is there to help us to become more like him. The Bible says before the law came, the law was before Christ. It was a tutor to lead us to Christ. It was to help us understand that we can't make it without him. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to tell you something. And I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to just, can I be me up here, up in here? There are people that do not like what I'm saying. And the reason why you don't like what I'm saying is because you're condemned. You're a condemned individual. And condemned people don't like other people to be free. Why? Because it's not in their hearts. See, you can't, you can't, you can't deliver, you can't deliver another person of nicotine if you got a nicotine habit yourself. There are people that don't want you to be nothing but a slave to something. They, 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 listen, it's hard, folks. It's hard bondage. It's no, this is supposed to be a joy. You can't lift nobody up if you down yourself. Try to do it. You can't do it, folks. And God knows for you to go out in the world and lift people up, he's going to have to first lift you up. He said, he said this, love thy neighbor, what? As thyself. That means if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love me? I don't want some folk to love me like they love themselves. I, I can do without that kind of love. We ain't peddling no bag full of of, 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 of bondage up in here. Amen. Ain't no bondage being put. We are free up in here. We're going to stay free. Let, let me show you a scripture. Let me show you a scripture because God put this on me a couple of times. Put something right there. Let me show you Romans chapter 10, please, if you'll just turn there with me. The devil is a liar. You're going to get free up in here. 
See, because there are some things God has for you. And I'm going to tell you, folks, I saw how the enemy comes at me. The moment you're trying to get free, folks will remind you of your past. That's when you can tell. That's when you can tell as a devil. They'll point out everything. They'll go back to when they first met you. And they will, they will come to you or send you a letter or do something, and they will state everything that, that you did wrong. The, the idea about it is they're being led by the devil. And I can't, I can't hate them. I can't hate them because God, if I'm going to take on the nature of God, the Bible says God is kind to the unjust and the evil. So if they act in evil, I still got to be kind to them. Now understand, no weapon formed against me go prosper. You got what I'm saying? So I'm saying the enemy's job is to get you in sin consciousness, to get you guilty about what happened to you uh, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever have you. Oh, you know, something happened to me, so forth and so on, and get you guilty about that. Now, sin consciousness is coming in. What is sin consciousness doing? It's robbing you of your faith. Why do you need faith? Because without it, you can't please God. So why would God heap sin consciousness on you if he knows it's going to destroy your faith and you'll never please him? Why would he do that? Because it ain't God. It's the devil. He's an accuser of the brethren. And he's influencing people to try to remind you of your past. Now, I am warning you of this. As quickly as I teach this message, you watch. The enemy comes immediately to try to steal that word. Somebody would probably come and try to remind you of what you did. And what you have to do is not rehearse that. Not You're not trying to put that in your mind. You're trying to put the Word in your mind. Say amen to that. And the Word of God says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, come on, but after the Spirit. And notice what it says. Any man that is in Christ has become what? A new creature. All things are what? Pass away. Behold what? All things have become new. Look at the Apostle Paul. He was actually calling, hauling Christians off to jail and getting them, testifying to their death. I mean, getting them killed. Now, he's going out there to get some more. But what happens? On the Damascus Road, here comes a bright light brighter than the noonday sun. Here he was with all these people that were with him. Notice what happened here. He fell to his knees, blinded by that light. And then he said, who art thou? He, he said, uh, Paul, Saul, Saul, why are you trying to kick against the pricks? He said, well, who are you, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus, who you are, who you are uh, persecuting. Now, Jesus, wait a minute, I thought Jesus was at the right hand of the Father. No, you're his body. And he don't make no separation between his head and his body. I'm just saying, we, you and me, are part of him. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Y'all with me? But look what Paul did. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2, here's what Paul told the people. I have hurt no man. I have offended no man. This is the same one that was calling them and getting them killed. He said he didn't hurt nobody and didn't offend anybody. Why? He had a revelation of being a new creature in Christ. He knew that the old man died on the road to Damascus. And your old man died in that pool over there. And you are a brand new creature. And you better receive it in the name of Jesus. Still 
person. Well, you know, back in 19, you know, and I said, well, when did that happen? You know, they rehearsed or something. I said, well, when did that happen? I'm thinking it happened yesterday. It happened back in 1942. And I, I said, let's get over it. Get over it. Get over it. The devil is using it to whip you over and over and over and over. Now, I'm telling you, folks, that's why folks that have been incarcerated end up back incarceration. Why? Because the devil heaps such guilt on them. I'm telling you, this is a message that the whole church needs. Yes. Yes. Let me, let me, can, can I read you where, where, where do I have you now? Yeah, we're going to do it. I'm telling you, if you don't like it, Look at what it said in Romans chapter 10. Look at verse 1. Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be what? Saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to what? Knowledge, revelation. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness are going about to do what? The Sabbath their own righteousness and have not what? Submitted themselves unto the what? Righteousness of God. That's what the Pharisees were trying to do. They were trying to make themselves righteous in their own eyes. But the righteousness of God is what he's given you. Now, how do you receive it? By faith. I'm going to read something. Until a man is righteous and knows it, man or woman, Satan reigns over him and sin and, and, and disease become his master. But the instant he knows that he is right and righteousness of God in Christ and knows what righteousness means, Satan is defeated. I had a book, and this man was over in Africa, and he had put uh, this man, they had bubonic plague over there, and some doctors over there treating all the, the, the multitudes of people that had come with it, and you know that's a deadly disease. And then this man came with an evangelist with his wife. And the doctor told him, well, you need to get a shot. He said, no, I don't need to get a shot. He said, no, this, this plague is, is raging over here. You need to get a shot. He said, he said no, I, I don't need that. It, it won't hurt me. He said, what do you mean it won't hurt you? He said, take a little bit of that bloody froth off of that man's mouth, off the side of his mouth. Just take it and put it on the microscope and look at it. They took it off his mouth, put it on the microscope, and looked at it, and saw all this stuff swimming around in it. Then he said, now take it off the microscope and put it on my finger. Took it off the microscope, put it on his finger. He said, now take it off my finger and put it back on the microscope, under the, under, under the microscope. Took it off, put it back on the microscope. Everything was dead. He said, what happened to it? He said, it has no right to live on my body. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm saying you can walk in righteousness to the degree that sickness and disease have no right to live on your body, that every sickness, disease, and germ that touches your body dies instantly. Folks, 
We're going to discover some things during this time that it is a divinity that we can walk in. Why? Because we're hooked up with the Father. Greater is he that is where? In me than he that is in the world. God is in you now. But what has happened? We haven't let him come out. We let him, let him come through. Can't nothing like that live on God. And if God is in you and is expressing through you, it can't live on you. Say amen to this. Jesus would walk by those people and he'd walk by them and touch them and, and, and so forth, whatever sickness they had. Some of the people were even lepers. Say amen to that. That stuff was contagious. Do you think Jesus neglected touching them? No, he didn't mind touching them because the leprosy came. Come on him. The Bible says over in Mark chapter 1 that the leprosy, leper called out to him, said, thou can heal me if thou will. And Jesus, the Bible said, touched him and said, I will. And now, now, no, he could have stood back and said, okay, I will. And now he didn't do that because it couldn't live on him. The Bible said Jesus touched him and the leprosy got up and departed. Man, this is good stuff. Say amen to this. We got to stop this begging and moaning and complaining and racism and all of that. All of that's flesh, and it's designed to draw you out of the Spirit. But if you walk in the Spirit, you'll have dominion over this earth and every circumstance in it. Glory to God. One of the first things that happened when I went into the military, I'm standing in line, you know, new recruiting and so forth, and then I was in the Air Force, and I'm standing in line. The man walked up to me and said, Mister, get your shoulders back. I said, whoa, whoa, get my shoulders back. He said, we don't, we don't stand like that. You stand with your chest out and your shoulder back. You know what he was doing? He's saying, you got some dignity in you. Now stand like you got some dignity. I'm telling you, Satan is after your dignity. He's trying to make you so you don't put your shoulders back, so you'll just accept anything. But from now on, you are crowned with glory and honor. Oh, Lord Jesus. do some research. I said, crown with glory and honor. What's that? Glory is the anointing. Honor is position. Come on back up to the top where you're supposed to be and sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Get your shoulders back. Don't accept just anything. Say, I am somebody in Christ. Well, praise the Lord. I trust that you enjoyed that teaching. Now, what we're talking about is understanding our divinity. We're talking about divinity now. We're talking about something that's God-like. That once you get born again, you and I have the same nature as Almighty God. Now, we call that righteousness. And being able to stand before God without a sense of inferiority or sin or unrighteousness, or unworthiness or condemnation. You see, condemnation is a disease of the spirit. In other words, a person condemned about what they did in their past or what happened to them five years ago, whatever have you. You see, once that condemnation comes in, it weakens the spirit, just like a cancer or something would weaken the flesh, same way. And so God wants condemnation out. 
And that's one of the reasons why we study the blood of Jesus, because it's the only thing that's powerful enough to get down and purge the conscience of dead works. It's a powerful teaching. Now, the address and phone number are on your screen. Why? Because I want you to get this teaching. The greatest bondage in, in life is not political or economic. The greatest bondage is sin consciousness, is, is a guilty mind about your past. Folks, get rid of it. And that's what this teaching is designed to do, is purge that thing out of your mind. You see, if Jesus said you're free, you are free. Well, this is Bill Winston. That's all we have for this time. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith. Do you know who you really are? Do you understand what you really have? Do you have any idea of what you can really do? Stop living your life with limits. Take advantage of your rights as a child of God. It's time that we understand our divinity. You ain't what you used to be. And the man that is in Christ is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things. I'm going this way. In this series by Dr. Bill Winston, you will learn that you were born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the Word of God. You gotta rise up and know that you are the righteousness of God and that you've got a nature of a ruler. And you got, you got something to say about this entire earth. Order Understanding Our Divinity Today, and Dr. Winston will explain why God's nature is inside you to act just like Him, why faith is established by righteousness, how you can awake to righteousness and sin not, and much more. Righteousness is not the goody-goody way you act. That's holiness. See, righteousness is your nature. If you know what your nature is, it'll make you act right. To order your copy of Understanding Our Divinity, simply contact us online at www.billwinston.org, by phone at 1-800-711-9327, or write to us at Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois 60303. We were created in the image and likeness of Almighty God, and He desires for us to understand our divinity. Order your copy of Understanding Our Divinity today. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Born Again and Spirit-Filled is a biblically-based book where Pastor Winston outlines God's purpose and plan for your life. Learn who the Holy Spirit is and His importance in your life. Jesus said, don't you leave until you have been endued with power. Call 1-800-711-9327 for your free copy of Born Again and Spirit-Filled and begin to walk in the power that God has given you today. Have you visited BillWinston.org lately? We've designed this website especially with you in mind. When you log on, you'll discover a site filled with resources to empower your spiritual walk. You can watch our Sunday and Wednesday services live. You can download free eBooks and teachings. You can purchase books, CDs, and DVDs. You can even explore the power of partnership. All this and more is available when you need it at the click of a button. BillWinston.org, your ministry destination to take you to the next level.
The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to take the uncompromised Word of God to the whole world. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.